0: She asked me the other day, I had my period, it just ended like, you know, three or four days ago before she went back to her dad's and she like bursts into the bathroom like kids do. And she sees me like changing tampon, and she's like, are you okay? <laughs>
1: Hello and welcome to Miseducated, the show about unlearning the misguided rules from society that govern our lives. With me, your host, Tash Doherty. Hello everyone and welcome back to Miseducated with me, Tash Doherty. This week, I'm sharing the second part of a conversation that I had with Christina Van Vuren, the founder of Future of Femtech. And in this episode, I ask her all about how becoming a mum prepared her to become an expert in femtech and how it also enabled her to identify all different kinds of problems that women around the world are facing in terms of our health. For example, Christina will tell us all about her experience with postpartum depression, but at the time she had no idea what it was. Then she answers some really important questions. If we missed out on education about our health, how should we educate our daughters? Christina shares the personal and funny stories about how she has spoken to her daughter about periods and birth. So I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Femtech has a lot of different like solutions right so actually from you having gone through the experience of giving birth i mean have you found that that makes you more able to think about the different products becoming a mom because you can be like oh breast pump i could totally have seen how that would have been helpful you know when i was breastfeeding et cetera et cetera
0: i definitely think the tech solutions have that you know i have that mindset around but the biggest part to me is the educational component because when I left the hospital, and keep in mind that I had just gotten out of the Navy, Journey's dad is still in the Navy. So we were at like a military hospital. <laughs> they were like, here's your kid, have fun. I'm like, what do I do with it? <laughs> like, I literally have no idea. Um, I actually had not ever held a baby until my daughter was born. And none of my friends had kids. Like I'm the oldest of my family. So no one else had really had kids yet. Like, it was intense and I specifically remember going to her like well child checkup like in the first week or something and telling my doctor I think I'm depressed I don't know if I like being a mom like I love her but like I don't I, I, this is hard and I feel like all you know he goes it's normal you'll be fine the education piece was just not there like yeah. not in the medical world not for women and Now, knowing what I know, I'm like, oh, I had really severe postpartum depression. Like, that's serious. That's not something to take lightly. And I mean, thankfully, I just powered through like I do. But that is not what you should have to do when you're dealing with any kind of mental health. Um, That's why I'm very passionate about mental health and specifically the intersection with women's health.
1: Yeah, that's that's really important. And I think, it's it's kind of annoying that we have to suffer so much to motivate us to actually want to find solutions to these problems. Yeah, can you just maybe tell me a bit more about other stuff like in your life, whether it's the education component or like your personal experience that makes you really want to find better solutions for women's health?
0: Um, you know, I haven't, I, thankfully, and knock on wood, I have not had any like severe health issues myself. My mom did have a history. and like, I mean, she was fine. Like everything was fine. It wasn't like a, oh my God, you need to have this right now. It was more preventative, but I was like, I, I didn't even know that this was a thing in our family. My mom never really like understood her health. She didn't teach me about my health. Actually, when I got my first period and- you know, no shade to my mother, even though she probably deserves a wee bit of shade, um, for this. It was like four in the morning. I'd never been talked to about a period. I was like 12. Well, I think I had just turned 12 and I come downstairs and I'm like, mom, I'm bleeding. I don't know know what's wrong. I don't know what to do. She just hands me a pad and she's like, just put this in your underwear. (laughs) She went back to bed. But at, at the time I thought, well, that's not very helpful, but thanks. Like it, what, you know, whatever. And then like, of course I was like looking on, not Google. I think it was like, Ask Jeeves or something at that yes,
1: point. Ask Jeeves. Yes. <laughs> like asking Jeeves, like what is a period? I um, never knew how to type into Ask Jeeves. It was like how, I couldn't even, I was, I mean, I was barely learning to touch type. And I was, I was like, do you ask everything as a question? Like, didn't make any sense? Like, does it have to end in a question mark for it to make, oh my God.
0: Wow. <laughs> The the old technology is very fun. Um, You know, looking back on that experience, I realized it's not because my mom didn't care or didn't want to teach me about it. It's that she was never taught and she probably could not have explained it in a way that made sense because she didn't really know. I mean, she, obviously she knew what period was and why it happened, but like, you know, a lot of people don't know that it's the, you know, shedding of your uterine lining. Like, they're just like, I don't know, you just bleed, So the eggs are coming out. But like, I think that is how she was taught. And so if, you know, your mother doesn't know, and your grandmother didn't know, and her mother didn't know, and then it comes to you, you're not going to know. And I think the beautiful thing about our generation is that we're like, um, hell no, like, I'm not going to be unaware of my body. Like, this is, especially with all the political stuff going on and we don't have to get into that. But I think that that has really awakened a lot of women to the realization that if we aren't in control of our bodies, then by default we are handing over control to, well, let's just say it a bunch of old white men. Yeah. So I, I have taken it on myself to break that cycle. I've talked to journey very clearly with anatomy terms. I say vagina. She she said something one time about, she was like, I'm glad I don't have one of those boy dangly things. And I was like, you mean a penis? And she was like, mom, we're not supposed to say that. And I was like, why? She goes, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can say that. It's not a bad word. So of course she goes back to her dad's after this happened and went to school and told all of her friends that girls have chinas. <laughs> she's like five. I was like, at least someone told them better now than never. Um, but now she, you know, she's older. She's starting to be more aware of her body and things. And, you know, she, I, I like get in the shower. And of course she's my kid. So I'm not like, not undressed in front of her. And she's just looking at me like, Am I gonna have boobies one day? <laughs> <Can't> <laughs> that well. is the classic
1: thought, honestly, for all young girls. You're just like, is that gonna be me someday? And then, and then it happens, and then that's it.
0: And it and- happens, knowing it's happening, and then just one day you're like, oh my god, I have tits! Like, wow. <laughs> <that's incredible.
1: laughs> that is not how it happened for me, anyway. I feel like a lot like there's this very awkward year or two where you're kind of like. Go starting to go through puberty but your boobs haven't quite developed yet and it's just because your, your boobs aren't quite big enough to have a bra but then everyone like is like desperate to have one you're just like why <laughs> yeah um and then okay so then I was gonna say one last thing oh yeah have you talked to journey about her period yet or the fact that she will get a period
0: mm-hmm. I have my period we I was like remember we talked about what periods are and she's like yes, if you can't, if you're not having a baby, then you have to bleed. I'm like, essentially, yes, that's correct. And she later, like that day or the next day, she goes, she had a little bit of a bloody nose, like it was dry or something. And she goes, can noses get periods? Because I think I have mine.
1: <laughs> oh my God, that is so cute. Well, at least she's like educated and... Aware, I mean, I remember when I was in like fifth grade, my teacher was like, "And you're gonna get your period," and I was like, "What? Like you're gonna bleed every month? Why did nobody tell me this?" And I was very annoyed (laughs) about it. And then it started like soon after that, and I was like, "My life is going downhill from here on out." Yeah,
0: that's how it feels. And I told Journey, I said, "Well, your nose can't get periods. We probably need to put a dehumidifier in your bedroom." (laughs) That's just that's what that is. And I told her, I was like. You, you won't start getting a period until your body starts to develop. And I try to keep it succinct because anytime I've tried to go a little like, yeah, hey, so your uterine lining and you have four cycles. She's like, can I go play with my skateboard now? <laughs> like, let me know if you have any questions. And that's what i always tried to do is just keep it very like factual and not emotional and not tell her like, oh, having a period is so annoying. Because yeah, it's inconvenient. But it's also really beautiful. And uh, none of us would be here if women didn't have periods. So... Oh, I love that. A lot of
1: <laughs> I've never even thought of that before.
0: That, well, I think that contributes to a lot of the shame and stigma, right? Like that I have friends who... I mean, I'm 30. I'll be 31 next Friday. I still have friends who are like, do you have a day? I'm like, why are we whispering about this? This doesn't... Like, what? And I don't. I don't like call them out on it like in the moment but I'm like are you like tell me about that like let's unpack that a little because i I've, I've been shout across the restaurant like hey grab a table. I'm like I don't care and I think that the you know narrative around oh it's annoying it's inconvenient whatever is contributing to that because how are you supposed to feel good at, about it feel good about something that is constantly criticized
1: yeah, true, true. I think people are definitely talking about it more. Um I've started talking about periods with boys as well, like in group circles. <laughs> like like you know, my friends are like, "Okay, well imagine think of something that sucks or whatever and we're sitting around a campfire and I'm like, my period." And she's like, "Oh yeah, great." And then we, you know, we keep talking and it's part of the conversation and I think, yeah, that is part of the fear is like what are men going to think? And the reality <laughs> is that we just really need to realize that we are 51% of the population or whatever it is and it's their (laughs) it's their loss or we can talk about it if we want to talk about it
0: right in my mindset too that and not just with periods but with anything when guys are like oh you're on your period or like you know oh childbirth is nasty I'm like how do you think you got here dude like (laughs) and also I'm maybe this is just because I recently went through a divorce um we're still very good friends, but you know, divorce is a divorce, but I went through this period of time where I was like, I don't care what men's opinions are. Like you guys have had your opinion and have all the platforms for a very long time now, like not like decades, but like millennia. So like, I don't really care if you don't like the color scheme I picked out for my website or that I have rainbows on it. You can fuck off for all I care. Like that's just been my mentality. And I think men do, I will say men do play a very important role in women's health because platforms, right? Men have the platforms. They have, you know, whether we like it or not, they do tend to have more sway, right? Especially when it comes to money, because, you know, women don't know what to do with money. Um, i not better <laughs> <at it. laughs> But, you know, they, they have just like, white people have a responsibility to use their platforms to amplify black voices men in positions of power need to be using their platforms to amplify the voices of women and especially women of color and so you know saying like this is just a woman thing it's not this is a human rights issue
1: yeah exactly and also i mean like my dad has three daughters and one son you know so what kind of person is he if he thinks that his three daughters should not have access to the same resources or tampons in the bathroom at work or whatever it is um and i think that's why it's such an really exciting time to be involved in this kind of stuff thank you so much for joining us for this episode of miseducated if you want to learn more about christina's work then you can visit Temtech media group In the meantime, have a great rest of your day and we hope that you'll come back and tune in again soon. Lots of love. Bye.